guys, so today I'm just going to do a very quick video about histrionic personality disorder. Uh, previously in the past, i got to be honest, I disregarded the diagnosis of histrionic personality disorder because I thought it was too closely related to narcissism to merit a distinction. And then I actually thought, well, you know, if we're going to have it at all, it should be as part of narcissism as an umbrella term. Uh, I don't think that anymore. I think actually there is an overlap clearly between... Uh, histrionic personality disorder and narcissism and so some of the behavioral traits and some of the patterns of behavior but it is distinct um, a few of the ways in which you could say it's a distinct personality disorder uh, are I think one of the first ones is sexualization I think most psychologists and psychiatrists and, and as it's written up in the DSM um, in order to diagnose somebody as having histrionic personality disorder there needs to be this tendency to be excessively provocative, seductive, and to try and reframe everything as having a sexual context. Another thing is that um, researchers have, have, have observed that uh, people with histrionic personality disorder are generally more attractive uh, looking, visually uh, stimulating, and that they work hard to keep that, you know, to stay good looking. So. This is interesting for me because I've had to come back to it because you guys on the channel have said to me, go, you know, tell us, a, talk more about that. And I'm like, I don't even really regard that as being a particularly useful diagnosis. I've gone back to it and actually it's made me realize certain things have been going on with uh, in my personal relationships and with some of my clients. There is one or two examples where I have actually said to a person, a girl, 21 years old, she's not a client, she's a, she's a friend of mine. Um, she's a psychology student and I've actually said to her why do you keep bringing the conversation back to sex why do you sexualize everything she's the type of uh, young girl who will flirt ridiculously with men and make very very strong suggestive statements and then complain when the men respond and my conclusion uh, wasn't one of narcissism I just thought this is just immaturity it's like the difference between saying is this person a narcissist or are they just a dickhead and in her case I just said it's immaturity and it's insecurity um, the one thing of value that she knows she has that will keep the attention on her is sexual attractiveness um, now I don't think that I do think that she ticks too many of the boxes for histrionic personality disorder for, for me to say oh it's just a coincidence uh, so what are the other boxes so excessively sexualized behavior um, another one is uh, shallowness of opinion uh, shallowness of, 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 of speech uh, this is something that I've actually saw in my last two long-term girlfriends um, is that they could speak quite eloquent, eloquently and quite convincingly about a subject as though they cared about it. Um, and then, you know, they couldn't even keep up with their own lies. They would forget and within two weeks or a month later, if you ask them about the subject, they'd be like, what the fuck are you asking me about that for? I don't give a fuck about that. And it's like two weeks ago, you were telling a group of people that was quite surprising to me that you're interested in politics. Now you're acting like you, you don't care. So that, that's, that's a second uh, trait that is distinct. Um, and what, it, what is it all about? Well, it's all about another histrionic tendency, which is always be center of attention. Narcissists don't always need to be the center of attention. They can actually, uh, a narcissist, depending on their type, can sit on the sideline. As long as their agenda, their overall agenda is being fulfilled, 
as long as you're not playing with their narrative that they are the best thing since sliced bread, um, then then they can allow other people to be the centre of attention. Histrionics cannot. Uh, another trait in another person that I've seen that I identified as being narcissistic, uh, she's actually a golden child of a narcissistic mother, which obviously is going to create narcissism in the golden child because she's been told that you know everything she does in her life is is perfect is uh, again highly highly sexualized all the time highly provocative you know the subject of her speech frequently goes back i'll talk about sex it's a fascinating subject but it's not more fascinating to me than philosophy or psychology or politics or you know there's other stuff but when i see a neurotic tendency to go back um that's when i start questioning things Uh, this girl also uses men like things and then complains like hell if a man uses her like like a thing. Um, what else was there that was... Oh, God. Uh, a really observable drop in uh, attentiveness between her speaking... If I'm talking, my attentiveness is right here. My eyes are clear and I'm in the moment. But if you're speaking, phone comes out immediately. You know, oh, it's your turn to talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, 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 this is a remote control for a fan. I didn't even pull that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, no, I am listening, carry on. Have you seen that? I've seen it. Um, And then another one, another two things that I wanted to mention was um, uh, shifting of emotions, sudden shifting of emotions. There is a link that I'll post in in the more info bar below to a series of pictures that are snapshots of a WhatsApp conversation between a boy and a girl. It's titled um, something like The Overly Attached Girlfriend, which is stupid because it's clear from the content of the conversation they're actually not boyfriend and girlfriend it's a girl talking to the brother or the friend of her boyfriend and within her whatsapp messages from one minute from one 60 second time span to the next she'll shift from my god i'm so sorry i just want to apologize i'm being too emotional i'm an idiot to fuck you i never want to see you again so so she'll go from Oh, you know, I, I, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, I, I get carried away. Come here, come here, come here. He doesn't respond. There's no WhatsApp coming back the other way. She sits there, goes, ah, 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 panic, bang, and she goes back on the offensive again. Fuck you, never talk to me again. Never talk to my boyfriend again. You're such a dick. You're so immature. No response. Wait, wait, wait. Flips again. Bang. Oh, I'm really, really sorry, really, really sorry. And I was looking at that, and I was thinking, that flip-flop, that rapid flip-flop from one position to the other you, is, is not really a narcissist. It's not, that's distinct to narcissism, okay? I mean, it's still intensely manipulative, but it's, it's rooted more in panic, I think. And, and, and so the last two that I wanted to mention, one was the emotional flip-flop that you'll see with histrionics, a very rapid change. Um, because all they're trying to do is get a reaction from you. Which leads me to think this is more of the traits that are typical of of young girls, adolescent females, what you'll see typically. It's like, we're all narcissists when we're three or four. Toddlers are horrible fucking manipulative little tyrants who scream when they don't get what they want or they cry when they don't get what they want. So actually we could say we've all lived narcissism. I think as well as as young men and as young women, uh, we we go through this histrionic phase as well. Um, The adolescent mind being the hideous mess that it is for various reasons uh 
you know, um, I say that as somebody who worked exclusively for, with adolescents for, for three years, particularly those with, um, you know, emotional and, and psychological issues. It's, it's messy in there. It gets real messy in there. Um, but particularly amongst young girls, because they're feeding off the emotion of the other person, which is a kind of narcissism. But I do think the distinction is subtle but important. I need you to tell me how I feel about myself through you. So who, who am I being? It's like you're using them as a narcissistic mirror, but you can't even see the mirror. So you're like, mirror, mirror on the wall, talk to me. And if the mirror doesn't WhatsApp you back or Facebook chat you back, you spaz out and you start threatening to break the mirror. Or you cry in front of the mirror. If you don't tell me who the first of, the all, of them all is, I'll go insane. It's a Snow White reference. I just worked it in there off, off I'm on the fly here because I have to go out in a second. But um, yeah, what else was I going to say? Ah, the anxiety. So the final uh, trait that I didn't see listed everywhere. I saw it listed in one place because there were the there was um, a research paper that said the biological basis of histrionics, and I thought, oh, here we go, biological basis. Pfft, what a load of rubbish this will be. And they said they actually had detected uh, higher dosages of. Um, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the proper word for it. It's it's a, it's the naturally produced ephedrine of the body, noroepinephrine, epinephrine, basically. So there's higher doses of that. So everything becomes very angsty and anxious and overwrought and agonized. Um, and I have noticed that in clients and, pe and, and just friends as well. They panic over tiny meanings of interactions. This boy I like, he sent me a text that said, I'll see you at the weekend. What does that mean? It probably means he'll see you at the weekend. I mean, <laughs> but that's probably going to come off the back of um, too much of this. Uh, uh, I, do, I, I don't. I, I don't. This is a chicken and egg issue with uh, the nature nurture debate in psychology. I don't. I, I would be doubtful that people are biologically born with a valve that breaks and produces too much natural uh, ephedrine, epinephrine. Uh, it's possible. What do I know? Um, but it seems unlikely. It seems more likely a learned response that you become panicky through childhood trauma. And most therapists seem to agree on this one that uh, kids who have, uh, sorry, people who have histrionic personality disorder will have had an indifferent parent and they're now spending their entire lives trying to find praise. Praise me, praise me, praise me. And in that way, they are very similar to narcissists. But this, these, these things are the emotional flip-flop, the anxiety, the excessive production of ephedrine, being very panicky about things, uh, being extremely dramatic and incredibly sexual. Where's the sexualness coming in? Uh, the sex is a very easy and quick way for people to get attention back onto themselves. And for some people, it's all they know. It's actually all they have. Uh, so it's, it's actually, and I think that's part of where the anxiety comes from is they know they're on a timer. They know it's going to run out one day. So this uh, whole issue of histrionic personality disorder, I think we'll, we'll look at this again. Um, I do think it's, it's worth saying it's distinct to narcissism. There is obviously overlap. Um, but in order to further understand our relationships at a deeper level, the more specific we can map the problems that we're facing, then the easier it's going to be to come up with really good, solid, specific solutions to what we're trying to do. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I didn't finish my point earlier about the girl who drifts off when she's not talking and the other person is talking. Yeah, the other thing is if the conversation drifts away from her she will seek to bring it back to her. And if it consistently drifts away from her, she gets snappy, aggressive, bitchy, bitchy comments come out, needlessly aggressive, uh, passive aggressive comments are made. 
Um, and if in this individual case, if she's been drinking, she also self-medicates um, uh, or she's or she's had a few lines of coke, she, she will start crying um, and making wild accusations. You know, you don't love me, you judge me, you've always hated me because you're not giving them. In this case, she's not getting the what she needs from you. Uh, the hopeful side of all this, I do, I should talk more hopefully on these videos. There's a lot of talk about what's wrong, but what's right. Cognitive behavioral therapists report training people with histrionic personality disorder to be more assertive works. Well, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Because they want something, but they, they don't know how to ask directly. So everything is via the, 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 the back door. Uh, everything is done uh, in a sneaky way, in a manipulative kind of way, because they don't know how to say, hey, uh, I don't know, I'm feeling vulnerable. Hold me, cuddle me, tell me I'm beautiful, damn you. <laughs> or whatever it is that they feel like they need at that moment in time. So I'm gonna stop there. But uh, do please feel free to ask any more questions. Your interactivity forces me to think and you know, through people saying to me, hey, talk about histrionic personality disorder, I've just learned something that is massively useful relearns it because I kind of arrogantly disregarded it when I first came across it seven years ago. I looked at it and said, this is a needless distinction. Psychiatrists need to get out more, uh, which was uh, wrong with me. So that's it for today. Thanks very much for your time and your attention. And I look forward to talking to you again soon.